This podcast is brought to you by NetBank. Whether you're thinking of franchising your business, buying into or revamping your franchise, stay tuned for tips on how to grow your brand and portfolio. Welcome to episode 9 of the franchising podcast series powered by NetBank. We have in studio with us today Charles-André Siliers, who owns the distribution rights for Take-A-Lot and Mr. Delivery in Swanee. Shah has been schooled by a family of entrepreneurs. Raised learning about business, Shah ventured into his own business as a franchisor and now as a franchisee. We understand you are passionate about your business and value honesty and good ethics. Welcome, Shah. Thanks, great being here. Take a lot and Mr. Delivery need no introduction. They are well known for the customer-centric online shopping and speedy delivery. Both have built a solid foundation on a simple concept, that the customer comes first. Take-A-Lot is committed to consumer convenience and dedicated to improving the customer experience from the moment you click on the app and place an order to when it arrives at your door. Charles, in South Africa, I mean, the number of scooters and cars on the road and deliveries happening, it's absolutely evident that there are changes in the market. How are you experiencing convenient shopping in South Africa? Up to 30% of first world countries are experiencing online shopping or doing online shopping. In South Africa, we, we are not even at 1% at the moment. Trani, for argument's sake, is even further behind the national average when it comes to that. So, but what we have seen over the last 10 years is that it almost doubles every year. So the objective that Take-A-Lot has, for argument's sake, is that they only want to really get to 2% of the market within the next five years. That would mean effectively that Take-A-Lot has to enfold its operation just to achieve that. But the market is definitely growing in that rate. I mean, we see Take-A-Lot growing by about 60, 70% year on year. And then obviously on the convenience side, on the food side, we're seeing about 160% growth on the, on the food side. So more and more people, it's a trust issue. Once people have done it and they're more comfortable with it, they are very comfortable in doing it again and obviously referring it to other people. But it's that conversion rate of getting the people to do it for the first time. Internationally, has convenience moved in different ways to what you're seeing it in South Africa or are we pretty much online? Well, obviously, it's a lot more prevalent in overseas markets, especially first world markets. And in first world markets, they also you know, experimenting with various drone deliveries and all that type of stuff. South Africa is obviously, you know, we're 20, 30 years away from having to deal with that type of stuff. Right now, it's people on the ground that do it. So other than that, the fact that we are a little bit behind as far as the percentage of population doing online shopping, other than that, I think South Africa is probably one of the fastest growing markets for online shopping at the moment. Shal, tell us a little bit about the relationship between Take-A-Lot and Mr. Delivery. Because Mr. Delivery was established years ago and uh, it's obviously evolved very differently now. Yeah, so Mr. Delivery actually was, I like to refer to it as a mom and pop operation. People bought a little area and they used to do deliveries themselves. They used to have the relationship directly with the restaurants themselves. Used to have to invoice the restaurants themselves. Um, NASPAS came onto the scene. They had, uh, I'm not sure if they had Calorari or if they purchased Calorari, but they rebranded Calorari into Take-A-Lot. Uh, and they needed that last mile delivery then and 
missed the delivery, already had that last mile delivery. They had a network countrywide of, of people doing food deliveries. So that was a logical marriage, so to say. Uh, and that's why uh, Naspace purchased Mr. Delivery, brought it in. When you bolt the two together, it becomes a lot more viable for your driver because he's, he's got two sources of income. So you're saying for the take-a-lot product as well as restaurant or takeaway foods? Yeah, so a driver does both. So while the driver's out and about doing a delivery, he will also get pushed the food order. So he can do his delivery, he can do his food order. You can also do a return. So he might leave the warehouse in the morning with uh, 30 parcels. But during the day, he gets pushed another 8 to 10 food deliveries. He gets pushed another 8 to 10 returns. So by the day end, he's done between 80 and 100 deliveries for which he gets paid. Because they only get paid per delivery. And do you pay your drivers? Does the financial flow go from the restaurant to the franchisee and, and then to the driver? Or No, no. So it works completely differently now. A lot more advanced. The restaurants have a contract off to, obviously with Mr. D. Um, Mr. D then drives the whole app behind the scenes and that whole transaction and, and money exchange happens behind the scenes. It's all online. It's all done on the Mr. Delivery platform. From what my understanding is, the restaurants get paid out weekly. So they get their money. We get paid out monthly for our deliveries. And then there's a certain rate that we pay the drivers. We deduct that off and pay the drivers directly. We also work in arrears though, because unfortunately not all drivers are perfect. So you have to pay them in arrears because we do get penalized for late deliveries. So any food, for argument's sake, that is late, we don't get paid for and we get penalized. Uh, any parcel that is delivered late or early, we don't get paid for and we get penalized. So that penalization has to be passed on to the driver because ultimately they're running their own business. So it's in their best interest to be on time and do it correctly. So the food must take priority then, I'm sure, over the take-a-lot products in terms of getting to the customer. Yeah, it's a very tricky balancing act. So. In theory, the driver is not allowed to reject a food order. So if a food order comes through to him, he's got 30 seconds to accept it. In theory, he's not allowed to reject it unless he's busy with a delivery of a parcel, then obviously he can reject it. Or alternatively, he or she has a delivery that is scheduled for a specific time and they have to be there at a specific time, then obviously they're allowed to reject it. But the app works on a spiral effect. So it will always push to the nearest driver. If that driver doesn't accept it, it just pushes to the next driver. And it just keeps on going wider and wider and wider until it finds a driver that accepts it. So yeah, the food does take priority, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the driver that's closest to you is going to get the order. He might be busy with something else at the time. So is it at the franchisee level where the take-a-lot system and the restaurant or Mr. Delivery system kind of meet? No, no, that's all behind the scenes. We've got dashboards at franchisee level, so I can see how many orders are coming into the system, how many orders are being allocated, how many orders are being delivered. But all of that is, is pushed to us. That information is fed to us via the apps, which are then channeled first via Take-A-Lot and Mr. Delivery. The Take-A-Lot and Mr. Delivery systems are apps. What was the decision or the thought process behind them being apps as opposed to being a website, rather? The application gives us a lot more line of sight as to what's going on and where the activity is. 
a website. I'm not too sure how the technical aspects work behind the scenes, but I, what I do know is that we are able to record the data associated, how many times the apps are being downloaded, how many times they've been activated, how many orders. We get a lot of feedback because somebody might go into the app but not place an order. You wouldn't be able to do that on a website. So Mr. Delivery is then able to push you an advert to say to you, uh, we saw you were on the app, you didn't place an order, or you're not hungry, just to get you back onto the app. So the app gives us a line of sight of what's happening. And it also allows us, from a franchisee perspective, to direct the drivers to where the activity is. So, trying to, obviously with Loftus, on game day, you need a hell of a lot more drivers in and around that area, which is obviously logical, but if you didn't apply logic to it, the app would be able to tell you that. So wherever the customer is, you will be there to deliver to them. That's right. Fascinating. And the payment methodology for completion of orders, how does that all work in the financial flows from, from customer, restaurant point of view, Mr. Delivery, drivers? So it actually starts with the client first. The client has the choice of payment option. We're one of the very few companies that still accepts COD. So you could buy a TV and pay for its COD. You, you can buy a meal for your family and still pay COD. So there are different channels. All of that, regardless of what channel is used, it all gets banked into Take-A-Lot and Mr. Delivery's holding account. From there, they pay the restaurants and pay the suppliers and we get paid for the deliveries that we've done, the successful deliveries we've done, of which then we then split a percentage of that with the drivers again. What is the key success or methodologies you've used in terms of managing such a big fleet of drivers? I don't think we've mastered it at all. We learn every day. Right now, I think the biggest secret is that you just got to have more than what you need. So Mr. Delivery sends us a forecast on a weekly basis. So we know more or less what they're expecting from a food order perspective. So they would, for argument's sake, say to us, we need 100 drivers on Friday night. We know that 30% of the drivers will not pitch for whatever reason, breakdowns, sick family issues. So then we actually shift 130 drivers. So the secret is you've got to constantly recruit because you've got a very high driver churn as well. A, you've got a driver churn. B, you've got a business that's growing at 160%. So even if you don't have a driver churn, you've still got that problem. And secondly, you've got to factor in the fact that not everybody's in picture up for ship. You know, constantly, you've got to have drivers in the systems. When we bought this business nine months ago, we had 100 drivers. We're now sitting on 250 drivers. And by the time season comes along, we'll probably be close on 400 drivers. Charles, you know, you've mentioned so many key words in our chat today that are so different to what we're seeing on TV or reading in the media. And you talk about growth, doubling your percentage. You talk about having excess people who are owner-drivers. It's just a completely different mindset that you're sharing with us today, which is fabulous in terms of the growth of the South African economy. How do you see your contribution to South Africa's economy? Well, obviously, look, none of this is actually done by us, really. We're just the last mile. This is all driven by Take A Lot and Mr. Delivery. But where we do come into it is the driver pool side. And if you want to look at it as far as contribution is concerned, we've got 250 drivers actively in the system at the moment. Those are 250 people that didn't have a job nine months ago. And they guaranteed an income. They might not be millionaires 
But that's also debatable because there are some drivers that own fleets within the system. So they, for argument's sake, own 10 bikes and they put drivers on their bikes. So we have managed to, from a contribution perspective, create a lot of jobs for a lot of people. Um, our criteria is pretty strict though. Not anybody can just become a driver. We've got to do a whole background check on them for obvious reasons. And then on top of that, Nedbank has managed to also embrace the concept with us. And every driver gets a Nedbank account which ultimately then leads them, if they maintain their account properly, allows them to access vehicle finance and loan finance so that they can buy more vehicles and put more drivers on the road. So the idea really is that you want to try and create businesses within businesses. It will be a hell of a lot easier for me to manage 20 drivers that all have 20 drivers below them than managing 250 drivers on my own. Without personal face-to-face interaction with the customer. How do you manage this customer experience? Mr. Delivery and Take A Lot actually manage that customer experience behind the scenes. They make it very easy to place an order, to find what you're looking for, to get it on time, to get it correctly. So Take A Lot and Mr. D handle the customer experience quite well. Where we come in is that last mile and that customer experience is controlled by us. We've got four hours to deliver a parcel once it gets to us. We've got 45 minutes to deliver a food order when it gets to us. That experience is very much in our control. And between the two, I like to think we managed to do it really well. And as a result of that, the growth is substantial in comparison to any other business. What advice would you give to other businesses that are looking to get into the online shopping market and even the distribution market, because you, you're doing this as distribution. The only advice really is that you've got to go with the biggest because the, the biggest dominates. There are startups all the time coming into the market, especially on the food delivery side. They don't tend to survive very long because there is not enough space ready for more. And behind the scenes, the capital invested into these platforms and apps and servers and everything to handle the volumes is astronomical. So. You've got to go with the biggest, unfortunately, and with the biggest comes other challenges. It's the golden rule. So he who has the gold makes the rules. So unfortunately, you've got to accept the fact that you are a franchisee. But on the other side of it, from a logistics perspective, I mean, there are a lot of 3PLs, which is third-party logistics. There's a lot of independent operators out there as well. Take a lot uses a hell of a lot of them, especially in outlying areas. When it comes to areas that are owned by franchisees like ourselves, we are obviously the 3PL, so there's no room for anybody else to come really into that. Shaul, thank you so much for taking the time to provide us with more insight on the evident shift in the market to customer convenience, speed and efficiency, and really how you're leading the way with Mr. Delivery and Take-A-Lot. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by NetBank. Stay tuned for more on franchising or search NetBank Franchising for valuable information. See money differently. NetBank.